0: I've set myself the task of researching, writing, producing, editing and publishing this episode within one hour. Let's go. Welcome to Morning Creative. I'm Mark Steadman and this is the daily podcast to help you, the creative freelancer, make a living from your own art. Today we are talking about constraints. So, 28 Days Later is one of my favourite films. My brother made fun of me when we went to see it because we uh, saw it in the cinema, 2002, and it all finishes and and my brother sort of looks at me. He was like, what did you think? And I just look at him wide-eyed and I just go, Awesome and uh yeah so i think that that level of of sincerity uh was uh, was not particularly uh, appreciated at that time however i absolutely loved it i really did i mean it's it's a flawed film <laughs> but um i having watched it recently i thought it is i still think it's great um and it was made for just around 5 million pound uh in 2002 now if you compare that with films at the time that were usually around 38 million pound on average that is that is an inexpensive film but money wasn't the only problem because this is a post-apocalyptic film that is set in london and then uh i think in scotland i can't remember where they where they actually head to um but yes so so you've got this post-apocalyptic world that you've got to create but you've also got No money. So what they had to do was sort of shoot quite quickly. They had to find these little pockets of time in mornings and on Sundays where they could film knowing that there wasn't going to be any traffic so that Killian Murphy can walk the streets of London with, you know, newspaper and litter sort of being strewn around the place and, and know that they're not going to suddenly encounter a jogger or whatever. So they had to lock off these these areas, uh, but they had very limited time uh, in which to to do so. But Danny Boyle, the the director, managed to work through these these constraints. Remember, this is this is a film with very little funding. The money, uh, a lot of it, is coming from the national lottery here in the UK. So portions of the film were shot on digital video as opposed to film. This meant that the cameras were a lot smaller, so they could be much more manoeuvrable around, which meant when they were shooting for sort of 45 minutes, it took them a lot less time to set up and tear down because they had these much smaller, more easily manoeuvrable cameras. They used a relatively unknown cast. I mean, Killian Murphy was not a known entity, particularly at that point. Uh, And there's a few other actors, one or two of them are really not great. But, um, you know, there's, there's only a couple of, of actors there that you go, oh yeah, sort of, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with them. So that, that sort of helps as well. Um, and right at the end, the crew actually got a real jet to fly overhead. So there's a scene where a, a, a jet plane flies overhead. And, um, it, it turns out it was a lot cheaper to get a real jet to do a fly pass than it is to get a CGI jet to do the same thing. So you know, that's another way that they that they work through this. So what this teaches us is something that I know you already know, which is that constraints can help us. They can help us narrow scope so that projects don't go over time or budget. They can help us focus on the important things. I'll give you an example I'm setting myself this task now to uh, release this whole episode within an hour. Um, If I spent a lot of time in Descript, which is my text-based audio editing app, if I spent all that time correcting punctuation and misheard words or homonym spellings and all that kind of stuff and creating paragraph breaks, I would be wasting time that is ultimately not well used. And so having that time constraint helps me set my priorities. It also forces more creative thinking uh, and it trains us to bust out of our limitations about what we think is possible. It makes us more adaptable. There's a, a, almost a, a neuroplasticity element to working with constraints because it allows us to think around corners um, and it makes us, it can force efficiencies. well and make us work a lot more efficiently. So what kinds of constraints can we be working with? What are the, the ones that we can apply to ourselves just as an experiment or to see what happens to our work? Or what are the ones that are actually forced upon us, even either by clients or by what we have access to ourselves? So here's, here's a, a run of eight that I reckon sort of encapsulate the lot. We've, obviously, we've got time. So it could be a, a deadline or you want to work within a specific time frame. So For me, I've got two time constraints. I've got to get this episode out in time and I don't want to spend all day on it. Uh, There's budget. Um, There's a great video project um, made by the guys at Sandwich Video. They were tasked by the video hosting company Wistia to create three videos to advertise one of their products. They had to do this at a $1,000, $10,000, and $100,000 budget. And having watched all of these... I think the most interesting ones are around the 1K and 10K. I think the 1K ad really actually does a really good job of telling the story of the product. Then you've got scope. So what are you going to include or exclude? What have you, what have you got the ability to, to include or exclude? What are the, the external constraints that people are saying, you've got to have this thing in or you're not allowed to have this thing in? There could be technical constraints. What tools, apps, or tech do you have access to? You know, it turns out that uh, Danny Boyle and the crew didn't necessarily have access to £70,000 that it would take to make a CGI uh, jet, but they did have access to a pilot and, I guess, a jet that could be a lot more affordable for them. If you're working for clients, you will probably have branding constraints. So you've got to stick to certain guidelines. There might be audience constraints in terms of what the preferences are, what the needs are, the limitations of the target audience. Think about accessibility. That is a constraint that we all should have some sort of um, thinking about. You know, as much as I don't want to spend a lot of time on the transcript and and making it sort of uh, pixel perfect, if you like, I do want to also make sure that it's audible uh, or readable so that someone can make sense of this episode if their hearing's not uh, as they would want it to be. And then the last two, medium-specific. So maybe the medium itself has its own constraints. Maybe you are working with vertical video, for example, and so you know that there's certain ways you've got to frame a shot. Maybe you're um, painting and you've got a specific sort of canvas that that you've got to work on, you know? And then lastly, there might be uh, legal and ethical constraints. Uh, There might be things that you're allowed or not allowed to use in terms of music. So you know, if you're making a video and you're not allowed to use a certain piece of music, what could that open you up to? It might mean serendipitously that you manage to find a piece of music that it sort of sounds, you know, a little bit like this other piece of of music that has royalties attached, but actually you end up going, you know what, this is so much better. You never know. So what I'd love to invite you to do is is to pick an upcoming project and apply some constraints to it if you don't already have some. So think about these constraints that I've laid out. You've got time, budget, scope, technical, branding, audience, medium, and legal or ethical. And, you know, another another ethical constraint might be, do you want to use AI? Do you want to use uh the blockchain? You know, these these have ethical or other concerns around them. And so that might be something that you want to think about. So Pick a project. Pick something that's coming up, either something for a client or something that you're doing for your own practice, and see what happens when you experiment with applying different constraints. See what happens when you actually really limit your work, not just in terms of I'm going to give myself an hour, but like, what if you only gave yourself five minutes? You know what? What could you make if you just had five minutes and and it had to be really good? Um, what could you make if you only had twenty quid? uh, to, to, you know, for a client project thinking about these constraints, I think really can open us up to doing some fun and interesting, maybe slightly experimental and avant-garde work. So that is it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I think I'm going to make my, uh, my time target, which is delightful. Uh, and I'm, I'm pleased that I spent most of the time actually putting the episode together and doing the research rather than, uh, sat here and recording. So I think that makes for better work. Um, So what are you going to make with a new set of constraints? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what you make. If you want to share it with me, I am at Hello Stedman everywhere on the internet, basically. So whatever medium you've got, tag me in it, and I would love to see what you make. You're doing brilliantly, and I can't wait to see what you make. So I'll see you again tomorrow. Take care.